And good afternoon and welcome to the Courtney Wellness Companion. Um, today is March the 29th. It's Sunday and um, hopefully everyone is having a great day. <clears throat> and I'm very excited to bring a, a very special guest to join me today, uh, Dr. Frank Melodonna. How are you today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Um, we are. I'm all the way in Pennsylvania and you're down in Florida, correct? I am in Florida. Awesome, awesome. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. You're actually the first medical uh, physician <clears throat> who has joined us on the show, and uh, we're excited to hear from from you because uh, we certainly know that you're right on the front lines. And first of all, thank you for uh, being on the front lines and, and really helping, obviously, this COVID-19, um, I guess we're in the second week or the end of the second week, gone the, this uh, pandemic. So I know you're on the front lines of that. And just happy to have you come to the call and just so our listeners can get a chance to understand um I really we've we each other for I don't know at least 10 years and um Dr. Mel was my family care doctor me and my family uh for several years and um on top of that he was also a customer of mine I used to sell pharmaceuticals um as well so we've we've had a chance to uh to have a very strong relationship and then there, there's a third layer to that as well um Dr. Melodonna, he's uh, he's one of the top primary care physicians, um, but not only that, but he was also uh, very instrumental with helping a lot of people to get healthy and lose weight and get to a healthy weight and be healthy. So we also have a third layer to our relationship as we partnered with each other in business, helping a lot of people to get healthy. And um, folks, you should know that um, Dr. Mel, he has a tremendous uh, wellness story. And um, we won't spend a whole lot of time on that, but it is something that needs to be said because it's uh, what he was able to accomplish um, losing 100 pounds in a year. And not only it wasn't so much of just the weight, but it was all the other things that came along with that. Um, Dr. Mel, do you want to take a minute or so just to talk a little bit about our relationship and how we were able to partner with each other and work with each other and, you know, help you to get yourself really healthy? Sure. Um, as Courtney uh, mentioned, you know, we had, uh, you know, relationship uh, in, in my office um, as uh, he, was a, he was a patient as well as uh, a, um, a salesman for, for um, pharmaceutical products. Um, uh, going into 2011, I was um, experiencing some significant health issues. I was uh, um, significantly overweight. I was diabetic and I ended up um, getting... Um, uh, sepsis, which is an um, uh, infectious uh, condition, and it almost killed me. Um, I did spend, you know, several weeks in the hospital and in intensive care on a ventilator in nursing homes. And so for uh, quite a few months, I was out of commission. And um, uh, it was at that point that uh, Courtney stepped in um, with a program that I was able to lose weight with and actually get um, significantly healthier. So after that point, uh, I did become heavily involved in health coaching as well as um, taking care of patients. And I still do health coaching on the side and I'm still, you know, actively um, uh, a family practitioner down in Florida. I think it's, I think it's a fantastic story. And we, we, I have to lead off with that because it's, it's a remarkable story. And um, we've, we met each other in a small town in, uh, in, in Pennsylvania, West Pennsylvania, Newcastle, Pennsylvania. And like in this town, folks, everybody knew this man, like he had the integrity level, like everything that he did, he was, everybody knew who he was. And 
they wanted him as their physician because he was just an awesome person. And <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that really stands out to me, and I haven't forgot this, is when when we initially met with Dr. Melodonna about going on this program, you know, we really wanted to know what his why was. And one of his whys, uh, I think his first why was because he wanted to do medical missions work. And um, do you want to speak anything to that? Because you, I know you were able to lose a significant amount of weight, but more importantly, gain a significant amount of health. Do you want to, that, to me, that stands out because that tells me your character and, and your why. And I always say to people, your why should make you cry. So yeah. when so th that was one of the um, goals that I had um, is to be able to do things like that, medical missions and, and, and such. Um, I didn't feel that I was healthy enough to accomplish that. I didn't feel like I could go to a foreign country and, and um, be able to um, do that kind of work. Um, and at this point now that I am able and I'm still waiting for um, the right opportunity at this time, but um, I'm still looking at it. I'm definitely much more healthy and can accomplish that goal now. And, it, and it's fantastic because um, from, from the medical standpoint, it's, um, you know, people are coming to see you or your, your colleagues and they're wanting to, to get healthy and they're wanting to be well. And for you to, you know, obviously, from what I could tell, as your patient, you always you know, you always put your best foot forward in terms of helping your, your, you know, your patients, but then you were able to, to utilize a tool. Not only did you get yourself healthy with this program and this plan, but then you saw the need to, to bring this to your, to your patients and to bring this to your family, bring this to everybody that was around you. And I think that's one of the things that helped with us to really align with each other and build a relationship that extends very long. We haven't spoke to each other in, <clears throat> in a little while, However, the simple fact that we were um, we connected this way, <clears throat> excuse me, and we were able to partner with each other. And not only you got yourself healthy, I was getting myself healthy as your coach. It put me in a position. I had a coach as well. Um, so it was a, it was a great system. And believe it or not, um, I'm not as active with that program as of right now, but I, tr I strongly believe in the program. and I'm still affiliated with the with the company and the program because it it really fosters good health and um uh, so I'm just excited that we, we had a chance to share that. Um, but the purpose to bring you on this call was more or less just to get your insight um, and maybe uh, give you a chance to speak to our listeners who are obviously interested in better health themselves. And of course, we have this whole COVID-19. But before we get into that, um, if you can just maybe give our listeners a little bit of background about your, you know, your, your, up, your schooling and, and your uh you know, the direction that you've kind of decided to go as far as your career? So um, I've been a physician now for probably 30 years um, and in family practice. Um, when I went to medical school, I thought I wanted to be a surgeon. I quickly found out I didn't have that personality to, to be a surgeon. I didn't think I could do that. But um, I do enjoy um, the uh, everyday taking care of just about everything. So um you know, um, that's where I am right now. So I've been a family practitioner for 30 years. Wow. And it's, and folks, um, when I, when I think of Dr. Mel and obviously there's a lot of newer practitioners that have, um, less than 30 years of experience. But when I remember going into his office, you know, um, you know, he would, Dr. Mel would actually take, it was like old school medicine. Like when the doctors would actually 
literally sit down and talk with you and it was like they actually cared about you and it wasn't like you kind of felt like you were a number i mean i'm, I'm sure you uh the way that the industry and the medical um community has changed i know there's sometimes you probably noticed that you may not have as much time i'm not exactly sure how you run your practice now down in florida but it just seems like today um the physicians they they don't have the same kind of connection that they had like years ago and you you whenever you were my physician like you kind of kept that you know what i mean <clears throat> it wasn't just about how can you from a medical standpoint it was really about from a whole standpoint like what is your family doing how's everybody doing you know really you really were concerned and i think that it showed whenever you looked at how many patients you were had taken care of and how many people were impacted um when you unfortunately had to leave and you went you went down south um so I thank you for that. And I, I think a lot of other people would thank you for that as well. But, um, but the next question, you know, I wanted to ask you was, so obviously we have this whole COVID thing. Tell us a little bit about uh, the area, the community that you're working in now down in Florida and how long have you been down there now? So I've been um, in this community um, practicing for five years now. And um, um, this community, I'm in the villages, Florida, which is a, um, the largest, one of the largest retirement communities in the whole country. Um, there's probably 140,000 um, seniors that live here. Wow. Um, it's a very active community. Um, nobody sits still. Um, there's, you know, golfing, there's swimming, there's pickleball, tennis, you name it, bowling, you, you uh, softball, you, you name it, it's wow. here. So um, there's over 2,000 clubs that you can belong to. Um, wow. So it's a very, very active community. People come here not to sit on the front porch on a rocking chair, but they actually come here to, to enjoy the second part of their life. Um, so um, with all that being said, there's a lot of people that like to travel. Mm -hmm. And uh, with this advent of the COVID-19, um, that was a, a real major concern uh, for this community. And um, up until about two weeks ago, there were no cases in our counties around in the surrounding counties here, but that has all changed now. And um, some of them um, that current cases are travel related. Um, mm -hmm. Some of them are exposure related. Um, mm -hmm. So this thing has kind of knocked us for a loop. The, the, the community is pretty much on lockdown. You can go to grocery store and things like that, but none of the restaurants are open except for takeout. Mm -hmm. And um, the, all, they suspended all of the activities except golf. Um, they still mm -hmm. are able to golf right now, but um, wow. Um, but all, none of the swimming pools are open, none of the, you know, the clubs, the rec centers, any of those kind of things. All the gyms are closed in the area, um, you know, and so there's, you know, it's really put a, a significant um, damper on the level of activity in the community. And today the uh, governor just um, put out an edict that they recommend anybody over age 65 um, not um, go out into the community. So they're really trying to to um, stem the tide of the, this COVID-19. Sure, sure. Now, this is um, <clears throat> I just I just read something, I think, yesterday, and it was talking about um, the tri-state areas on the East Coast, New York, New Jersey. And I think it was Connecticut, obviously being uh, a, a real red zone where you're looking at a lot of folks are um, uh, contracting this virus and, and dying. I think they said between those three states, it was almost like half. Uh, yeah, you know, New um, York so, City in particular is really hard hit. Yes, so, yeah. 
And and the the concern here in in the state of Florida is that people are trapped. We're traveling from hotspots like New York City to Florida. So right. now they put into place um, the recommendation that if you travel from one of those hotspot areas, you have to quarantine yourself for 14 days once you arrive in the state of Florida. And I've heard that they are actually manning um, the airports. And, um, you know, if there's a flight from, say, New York, mm -hmm. um, they're actually testing you yes. um, when you land. And then they'll get, they're giving you the recommendations of, you know, self-quarantining for 14 days. And they, I've right. heard also that the interstates are, um, they're also making some stops there too, um, you know, so it's, it's going to be very difficult to contain a whole country. I don't right. think that'll ever happen, but, um, you know, it's certainly a big concern. And of course, in this area with our population, um, you know, being significantly older um, with, you know, underlying conditions such as diabetes and heart disease, um, they are at much greater risk of, um, you know, sure. having significant complications if they catch this virus. Right. And and the, based on the numbers that you said, I mean, it sounds like you guys are doing a really good job with it compared to other states, um, you know. Uh, so kudos to you guys. And, you know, I, I don't know exactly. You know, I was going to ask you, like, what are some. Well, I was also I was going to ask you two questions. One question is, is um, are you still like as far as your profession goes, do you are you still like I don't are you still going into work like? Yes. Okay. So here's what's going on now. Just in the last um, week, and, and it's kind of a, a work in progress, we have um, implemented telehealth, um, which okay. we didn't have before. So we have a platform now that we can actually connect visually with the patient and do um, an office visit at home. Um, okay. And that's being at the office. We're still currently going to the office. There are still some patients coming in. Um, okay. We're obviously discouraging anybody significantly sick. Um, from coming into the office um, and we're directing them to uh, one of the, the mobile testing sites right now. Okay. Um, so that's, okay. that's the way we're handling it right now. We're, so we, we are still practicing, but it's um, definitely totally different than it used to be. Yeah. Um, so right now we're just kind of, you know, adapting um, to the conditions in the, in the community and the country. Well, once again, thank you for, keeping your doors open um you know as i was mentioned to you before like I, I would imagine that like if somebody has like a a cough or a sniff or a tickle in the throat um people are probably going to be more eager to want to go somewhere and get checked out it doesn't necessarily mean like i know where i where i live in central pennsylvania here we're like right in the the time of the year whenever the season is changing so you're going to get like 40 degrees and you're going to get like a 70 degrees and everywhere in between you're going to get some sun you're going to get some wind so that's usually whenever people start to kind of get sick you know um whenever the weather starts to change as well like are there are there anything that like as far as uh any tips in terms of like if people are getting certain things is there any recommendations that you would make as far as what people should do if they have certain things uh I am certainly hearing about more of the telehealth. I'm seeing a, a, a big push towards that. So it's like, if you're not, you know, if you can do it, have your office visit at home, I can see, you know, a lot of the uh, medical uh, insurance companies and stuff like that, they're promoting that. Um, can you give any tips or suggestions on different things that people can do um, related to that? So 
um, let's say you develop symptoms, uh, you know, and you're not sure um, what you got, um, we recommend you call your doctor's office. You don't just go in and show up, but okay. um, there's a screening process. So the things we're looking for, um, the red flags are, you know, a cough, a fever, and shortness of breath. Those are the three biggies. Okay. Um, there are also some people that are exhibiting some gastrointestinal symptoms like diarrhea, but um, it's more typical respiratory, and that's that's the significant um, risk and threat um, with this particular thing, and that's why they're wanting uh, all these thousands of ventilators because um, once the virus gets into the lung tissue, into the little alveolar air sacs, it creates inflammation and those, those um, little air sacs fill up with fluid and then it becomes very difficult to oxygenate your blood. Um, and so that's why um, you need the ventilator to push the oxygen into your system. And so that's, you know, but there's, there's criteria, criteria that you would have to fulfill in order to even have a test. So uh -huh. somebody who just wakes up with a sore throat, you don't need a test, right? you know. Um, if you have the, the big three, if you've been out of the country or you've been now to a, an area that's a hot spot and now you're, you know, coming, you know, back to um, Florida um, in, in our situation, mm -hmm. then you would, you know, or if you have a known exposure. So if you have or with somebody who is known to have the virus, then, of course, you're at increased risk. So because there's not as many tests as we needed um, to start with, they're, they're kind of selective in who gets the testing. Sure. I think that there will be more tests available, and now they're coming up with rapid testing, which uh, will give you an answer in uh, less than 15 minutes. Um, the first tests um, were four to five days. In fact, I was tested because I got sick last week with bronchitis, and they forced me to do it at my own office. <laughs> so <Wow. laughs> I, had, I had the test, and... and Three days later, I got the result, which was negative, but um, right. I knew I didn't have it, but they insisted on doing the test as, along with the flu because I had a fever. So, but hey, doctor, um, yes, hey, doctor, can you tell me, um, so you, so you said the big three, hmm? what, what are the big three again? So it's fever, fever, cough, cough, and shortness of breath, fever, cough, shortness of breath. So if you have one of those three and if you have, and if you've been exposed if you have Somebody. exposure or if you've been on, you know, out of the country to a to a hotspot area um, like Italy, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, then obviously there's a problem. Um, right. You know, the, the big thing, though, right now that what you're seeing and why there's so many ups, there's such an upswing in the number of cases is that a lot of people are asymptomatic to start with. So they don't develop. It takes sometimes as long as anywhere from two to 11 days to develop symptoms after exposure. The mean of that is about five days. Okay. So there's a possibility that you could be positive for the test and not have any symptoms, at least initially. Eventually you will develop something, mm -hmm. um, but a lot of them are just mild. You know, 90% of them are probably just mild, you know, and, um, right. so and I could say also that 90% of the people that are being tested are negative. So that's a good thing, too. And what you're seeing now is the more and more testing that is being accomplished, you're going to see that our mortality rate. So if you're watching the news on a day to day basis, they give a, how many people have died right. and how many people are, have been positive. And uh -huh. you're going to see that number going down. 
Um, as you know, right now we're probably one and a half percent or lower in mortality rate with this thing, and it should get lower and lower as more and more people are getting tested. In sure. Italy, if you've noticed, their mortality rate is, is approaching 10 percent. Oh, wow. So they're significantly higher um, mortality rates um, in Italy. Um, so and um, I think they had a special you know, situation where a lot of their exposure came from um, Chinese workers that were working in Italy in the textile industries. They went home to China and especially the Wuhan province for mm-hmm. Chinese New Year. And then they came back uh, to Italy. Nobody oh. realized, you know, that they were carrying this virus. And I think that's why you're seeing this huge upswing in the northern part of Italy where all the textile factories are. Ah, I see. Okay. That's very interesting. Now, I, I do want to segue here because we started this call off talking about health and, and mm-hmm. health and um, getting ourselves really healthy and what happens to the body whenever that happens. You have a great testimony in terms of what you were able to accomplish. Can you can you tie that into of like this a virus? Because my way of thinking is like this. It's obviously something that is impacting our whole country and, and it's impacting everyone. But is is there my is there a way that you can be thinking, let's attack this a virus. Let's 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 beat a virus with a virus. And the and the way that I look at that is practicing healthy uh things like things that you do that are just healthy on a daily basis like can you kind of speak to some things that that can can be counter uh that can counter this virus from from just creating health versus trying to be more reactionary sure um you know obviously if you're in better health then you have a better chance of surviving you know a potential attack from this virus so you know, the big things are if you're not diabetic, so, you know, there's a chance to reverse diabetes if you um, so choose. And that was what happened to my me. You know, I was diabetic at the start of, uh, you know, of this whole process, and I, I was able to reverse that. Um, same thing with um, heart disease, you know, so there are things that you can do um, to create better health for yourself um, so that your system is able better to fight fight off an infection. So if you're, if you're eating correctly Mm -hmm. and um, you know, and, and keeping your sugar down and keeping your blood pressure down and not having those issues, then you're going to be more likely to survive if you Mm -hmm. would get exposed. And to me, and to me, that's, that's powerful we didn't spend a whole lot of time talking about that and we're running and we're running short on time at this moment, but I, I wanted to tie that all in because my way of thinking over the last, I don't know, many years has just been, let's just be offensive minded as far as our health. And then if, if you do that, then you, you don't have to as much worry about, you know, because you're, you're the way I look at it is let's attack the virus with good health. And it's not just this virus, but it's, this isn't the first virus that we've had to deal with. I mean, there's many types of viruses. There's many types of colds and this and that. But ultimately, is it fair to say that the healthier you put your body, the the, the stronger it's going to be to fight off anything that's not, you know, disease? That is absolutely correct. So there's all kinds of, you know, things that happen in the body when you're when you're um, creating health for yourself. So you're eating healthy, you're 
you're fighting, you know, free radicals in your system. You're, you know, you're, you're just arming your system with better health so that it can fight off these, um, these viruses and, and other things, bacteria too. So, you know, taking care of yourself and, and, and understanding that um, it's all part of the process and the better you take care of yourself, um, the better chances you are, you have of um, achieving those kind of goals. Well, Dr. Mel, it, this has been a tremendous uh, opportunity to spend some time with you and, and to talk about this. This is obviously very relevant. And um, we haven't spoken in a little while, and I, I, don't, I don't plan for that to happen again. And um, I know you're busy doing what you're doing down there. You're helping a lot of people and, and certainly excited to, to have gotten to, to know you and spend time with you and continue to build our relationship. And um, I do want you to have a chance to let people know how they can contact you if you want to give them your email address. Um, Dr. Melodonna, as you heard him mention, not only does he take care of patients um, as a primary care physician down there in the villages of Florida, but he's also a health coach. And um, he's basically sharing the system that he used to, to get himself really healthy. And you, if you got a chance to hear him talk about that and how the things that that had brought into his life, you can actually share your, your uh, email address if that's what you want to do. Sure. Um, my email address, um, and it's um, all small letters. It's Dr. Mel, spelled D-O-C-T-O-R-M-E-L-1960 at hotmail.com. Thank you so much for all that you're doing. Thanks for being on the front lines and just thanks for being uh, an advocate for creating health. I think our world needs it right now more than ever. And um, I think it's, it's going to be something our listeners are going to really benefit from being able to hear uh, your experience and your background and, and some tips that you were able to share to help people through this tough time. Thanks again. And I appreciate uh, you bet. We'll be in touch. All right. Sounds good. Right, Take bye. care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye now.